Welcome to Sister Sis. Hey, 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 welcome back. We have our second episode with our wonderful guest, Miss Tiffany Rochester. She's going over the importance of co-parenting. As you see in our first show, she is so, 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 so very passionate about um, the subject. So tune in. <laughs> okay, okay. So next question. Um, you say you feel that self-healing is a big part of co-parenting and parenting as well. And I want to say or point out, when you say healing, self-healing, you're talking about the two parents healing from the situation, right? Sometimes from the situation and sometimes from so much more because mm -hmm. so often the, the things that, that caused the relationship to fall apart were in place long before the relationship started right. we, we all pick up um scars and messages as we make our way through life none of us get through without any um any baggage <laughs> <laughs> and and again we are society gives us this predominant message that we should be happy and we should seek to be happy all of the time and anything other than that is is not acceptable it's suboptimal we should reject that mm -hmm. so so often so often we don't have people who know how to sit with distress how to show up and um notice what emotions are happening in their body and instead when an unwanted emotion comes up it's like oh, let's, let's stomp down on that Let, let's get that out of the way Let, let's make that not happen but our emotions, they serve this incredibly valuable purpose. They show up because there's something we need to know. There's something that's not okay for us. And so often the work in the self-healing is learning how to how to turn towards those emotions, how to say like, hi, sadness. I I wasn't really wanting you to be here today, but since you're here, can you can you tell me? Can you tell me what you want me to know? Like, can I can I give you a bit of love? Can I send you a little bit of compassion? Because you hurt like hell. So I'm guessing you need some mega band-aids and, and just a, a little bit of time sitting on my knee. And and the more that we can sit with our feelings, they're a bit like you know when the children are well I was gonna say when the children are really small but but my tall ones still do this if they're having a big emotion and we don't respond like like what happens right it it gets bigger mm -hmm. <laughs> and it gets bigger I, I remember when when the children were babies and that magic moment where you think you can just go to the toilet and um and then you get to the toilet oh this is so good I oh, can finally get this way and and then they start to cry and then you're like but I'm here on the toilet actually I've also got to do a poo and uh, and so then the child starts to cry louder and louder and louder you're like I'm, I, just, I just need these few minutes right and, and and then as soon as you go out and you pick this kid up well, then they can start to soothe because because you've come back. But they had to keep getting louder and louder because they really needed your attention. It's mm -hmm. what they've got to, to pull you in. Our emotions do the exact same thing. And so often we are so afraid of turning towards our emotions because we, we have these ideas that they're going to overwhelm us. They will be too much. I won't be able to cope. I won't be able to be present with my kids if I dare to have this feeling. And I would say that science doesn't back you up on that. <laughs> and if we get really good at having our uncomfortable feelings 
Mm. They don't have to get so large for us. And then they're able to move on because they feel seen and heard and validated. The same happens with those thoughts inside our heads. We take our thoughts way too seriously. And a thought turns up and we're like, that thought's there. That's pretty true. It says I'm a failure. It says I'm a bad mum. It says I'm unlovable. I'm unworthy. And no one really likes me. And that's probably pretty true. So I should probably orient all of my behaviour around those things and not go out and um, hide under the covers and what have you. But we can have a far more flexible relationship with our thoughts. And, you know, I, I, I noticed each of you nodding while I was saying those things, and I'm not going to put you on the spot here, but I know that if I could put a microphone inside your heads, that I would pick up some of those stories. They are universal stories. <laughs> right. You will. <laughs> And how powerful is that to go, oh, my gosh, well, here we all are. We're four women and we're all human together. We all have this voice that shows up sometimes. There's nothing faulty with us. There's nothing wrong. It just shows up. Mm-hmm. And imagine having that relationship where, like, oh, shoot, oh, my bad mum story is here today. Hello. <laughs> You're not very useful for me. Are you serving me right now? Are you <laughs> Oh, you just want to talk to me about how I'm a bad mum. I'm just going to get on with being a good mum. Is that all right with you? Actually, I'm not going to ask you for permission. I'm just going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. We can, so when we're looking at that that healing process, it's about looking at who do I want to be? What do I want to stand for? And then how am I going to take care of my uncomfortable feelings and my unwanted thoughts as I take bold steps forward? towards the future that I choose to create. Okay. So I don't think we really touched, Miss Tiffany. Give us your, your educational background because, you, you know, you've had a lengthy career and you're so passionate when you're talking about this subject. Like, kind of give us the beginning of, like, kind of how it started and then how you got. You, you kind of did, but, like, what was the background? Was it, you know, family therapy, marriage therapy? What was it? Yeah, so I have um, a bachelor's degree and master's degree in psychology. And um, so, yes, I spent most of my career being a psychologist and then have moved more into the coaching space for co-parents because there are because there are lots of really excellent therapists and psychologists for doing the the therapy work of um, the trauma and the grief that that is often present in separating out across two homes. But the space that was lacking was the coaching skills. Was there. How do we actually put this into action? The very practical work and, and working with both co-parents together to be able to not put them in therapy when they've done couples therapy, marital therapy, but instead to look at this is not, you don't need to be in therapy together. Mm-hmm. It's going to coach you in how to be really brilliant co-parents. Great. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. Glenn. So I'm sitting over here, probably really the, probably the quietest one <laughs> out of everything here today. But I am actually a single parent. So I'm really kind of just at awe and just listening and taking in everything that you said to us here today. So kind of a very, really exciting topic for myself um, with me being a single parent and trying to co-parent with my son. I have a son. He's 17. Trying to co-parent with my son's you know, father. Sometimes it can be really, really you know, a challenge. But can you explain to us the different foundational pillars that you go by in co-parenting? Yes. 
Yes. So at Co-Parenting Companion, uh, we have our four foundational pillars for excellent co-parenting, which is to reclaim, reconnect, reimagine and redefine. And the reclaim is about that piece that we just spoke about. The reclaim is about choosing who you want to be on your terms, not because who your mum and dad said you were going to be, not who society tells you you're going to be, not who your co-parent says you're going to be, but who do you choose to be for yourself, for your children, um, for the future that you are building. It's an essential place to start because so often particularly in the midst of a separation, there is so much focus on the other. And if there is a history of judgment and feeling um, feeling blamed or, 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 or that your co-parent didn't see that you measured up to whatever standard they felt that she should have, there can be a lot of focus on, will this upset them? Will this please them? Uh, what's going to come back at me if I do this? And I would say that's putting all the attention in the wrong place it doesn't matter what they are going to do anymore because if you are centered around who you care to be you're going to be exactly right I don't know anybody who says um well I choose to be um hostile and difficult and um and I really love um being um argumentative uh if you've got values around being kind and and, and loving and compassionate then even whilst you're holding boundaries with the co-parent you're still going to do that in that kind of compassionate way not because they deserve it but because you deserve it mm -hmm. So in our reconnect pillar, that's where we looked at, look at to be able to do that, to be able to stand in your strength, you have to be okay with all, all the parts of yourself. So all of the feelings as they show up, all of the thoughts as they show up, all of the, the parts of you that may have been neglected, um, left behind, forgotten for whatever reason, and not just because of the context of the relationship, but again, the things that may have happened in the lead up to that. Uh, so it's about really reconnecting with who, the, the inside parts of you. Mm -hmm. In the reimagine stage, that's where we're looking at how how do we want this to be going forward? We know the model that didn't work, but now anything is possible. Mm -hmm. Anything is possible. And so looking at do we want to be the kind of co-parents, well, do I want to be the kind of co-parent that can go to ball games and be beside my children's parent? Do do we want to go on family holidays together? And if you don't want to, that's entirely okay. Like that, that's not a, a prescription for what you should be doing. The point is you get to decide. You get to dream about that and then step through how to make that happen. And in the redefine, it's all about looking at what are those new boundaries that you're holding? What is this new world that you are building as one family across two homes? So across those four pillars, we have the full integration with the self, the sense of who you are in relation to your children and your co-parent. And what I love about it is that quite honestly, it just sets you up for the rest of your life, no matter what you do, it's going to serve you well in all of your relationships. Mm -hmm. And um, and, and that, that's really, I think, essential that we look after the whole person. 
Yeah, I think you touched on something there, which kind of bagged up into one of the questions that Jamie had asked you about self-healing, because I think your self-healing seems like it ties into all of your four you know, pillars there. It's really important to have good self-care and make sure that you take care of yourself and you're healed properly. So that way you can exhibit that, you know, you know, off to your children, you know, as well, which I do think is very important. What would you advise like for um, co-parents that are struggling with trying to co-parent with the other co-parent? Like, well, how would you what would you advise for them to do for themselves? Yes. So the first thing that I would say is um, stop waiting for your co-parent to change. Stop waiting for them to go to a course, pick up a book, um, okay. engage okay. with a therapist, go to a coach. Don't wait for your co-parent to change because that is giving all of your power away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then I would say, I mean, obviously I would say, come and have a look at what we do at Co-Parenting Companion because this is all I, uh, you know, do from morning to night. It's all I think about apart from obviously the children some of the time. <laughs> um, but, but if not me, look look for other um, co-parent coaching, look for resourcing and supports. We, we talk about taking a village to raise children. Look at who's in your village. We are not supposed to do this alone. So look for some resourcing and support. I think so much of the so much of the stuff that's available to parents tells people what to do. But Calandra, I don't think anybody needs to tell you what to do, right? I I, I think um, we already know what we want to what we want to do for our kids. The, the question is the how. How do you do it when your heart is hurting? How do you do it when someone sent the most revolting email that is, is hideous and um and you just want to fire back something that you know is not going to help? What do you do then? How do you look after you so that you can do the things that you know you want to do? We don't need to tell people what to do. We need to help them with the how. Uh, so looking for the resourcing and supports for that. Um, I did have something I was going to come back to and I completely lost it. So um, maybe it'll come back to me later. That's okay. It's okay. I think it's important and healthy um, to exhibit like what you said, the co-parenting in a healthy way with your, because um, it shows not only just within the co-parenting um, sector, but also with your children, it shows them like outside of just even co-parenting, how to get along with others, even if something didn't work out, you know, it's okay. It just didn't work out. That's what I always try to teach my son, you know, because like even, like I said, again, it's a challenge for me because of course I can't control the other co-parent, you know, within this situation. I can only control myself you know but that's something I try to exhibit you know to my son like I say he's 17 um, me and his father have, have we've been apart for a very 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 long time majority of his childhood you know he's moved on he's gotten remarried he's had additional children but I accept them you know and I try to teach him even to reach out to them you know as well but I hope that that it goes beyond just the co-parenting part of it I hope it goes beyond and just shows him how to be you know an adult and shows him how to be a good you know man as well yes yeah it's so much bigger than just the co-parenting it absolutely is. And then I remembered what it was that I wanted to come back to as, as you were talking that through is that, yes, is that, is, is that when, when you stand in your strength like that, right? When, yes. when you stand in your own strength and you parent according to your values and, and that's what you also extend out to your co-parent whilst you have no power over them, they get to do their own life. Right. Often they can't help but change. 
Like if, right. if you're responding in a true. timely way to their emails or if you're mm -hmm. always kind, if you don't get caught up in fueling a conflict, it makes it so much easier to get a yes out of them. It makes it so much easier to bring them to the same table. There will have been mm -hmm. um, so many things. Yeah, so you'll know that in an, in an incredibly embodied way. There will be so many things that um, that you have done that co-parents can do along the way that will that would change their co-parent by accident, by byproduct. Mm -hmm. And um, and we don't have to care at all about how your um, co-parent is going in their career or with their friendships or what have you. That, that's done. You know, they can make their own messes now. Um, but by you standing in your own strength, they can't help but be an easier person for you to be in a co-parenting relationship with because you're not contributing to things spiralling. Right, right. And it also exhibits to the child, you know, how to how to how they should conduct themselves, you know, they become adults as well. Yes, I think that's important. Completely yes. right. As you say, you know, because what, what are we going to say to our kids if they get into a, a punch up in the schoolyard or, right. um, you know, they're, they're going to deal with with people that behave towards them their whole lives that, that in ways that they don't like. And yeah, we don't want them to be the ones that are, um, yeah, that, that allowing their behavior to be shaped by somebody else. We want them standing in their strength too. Yeah. Right. So how do you feel that the court system support families? Yeah, the court system does not support families. Um, the, the court system is, is broken and um, I outright uh, reject it as a place for, uh, for family conflicts to be resolved there is a caveat to that, and that would be um, a, a population that we, we haven't talked about today where there is um, a need to protect um, children or a parent from, um, from a, a violent or abusive situation. And, um, and I'm going to leave that to the side because that's a, a far bigger topic outside of, um, of the scope of this conversation. Uh, but uh, lawyers, lawyers are awesome at solving legal problems. Two people separating, that is a relationship problem. It is not a legal problem. So uh, lawyers can be fantastic. They can be a really, really good resource. And one of the things that I would encourage anybody who is listening to this, who's stepping through this, is to look into collaborative, sorry, let me get that out quickly, collaborative practice. I, it is uh, very large in the US and it is growing in Australia. And yet I still don't know how commonplace it is, but in a collaborative process, the lawyers, the coaches and the financial neutrals who would be an accountant or financial advisor, rather than representing opposing parties, they are the wraparound team that join with the whole family to support, nurture and resource them through a separation. And so mm -hmm. the legal advice that you would be getting there is from a position of um of what is going to support this family unit across two homes rather than how do we take that person to the cleaners. And uh, so, so when I say that the family court system is broken, I'm not saying that uh, the legal profession is broken, <laughs> that lawyers are incredibly important, can be a very, very useful resource right at the start to understand some of the implications of the decisions that you might be thinking about making and certainly for um, helping step through the financial separation. 
very useful for certainly there are um, I don't know about it in the US but in Australia there are uh, tax relief concessions that come with having a, a separation finalized uh, th through a lawyer through the court but in terms of resolving shared care uh, what school the children should go to how you do birthdays and Christmases mm -hmm. uh, all of those nuances that that does not belong in a courtroom and mm -hmm. Um, lawyers have to be aware of every letter that every word that they write it all has significance which means that they they write terribly and so so often <laughs> so often their, their letters can make things worse and then if you put them in a courtroom and there's a, a magistrate uh, who's trying to make a determination and, and lawyers fighting against each other. No, nobody's winning in that scenario. It's more stressful. It's unbelievably expensive. It can cost over here. It can cost one hundred and fifty to three hundred thousand dollars to take a matter through to trial. I don't have that amount of money sitting oh, wow. in my bank accounts. Um, <laughs> And and neither do the families that I've served. They're they're, they're, they're um their their parents' retirement savings. Yeah, that that's what's happening there. And and so what I would say to that is is it, well we know that the research is clear. It it damages families. It it makes things worse. If we look at that one hundred and fifty thousand dollar kind of price tag and that four year window that we talked about, that certainly happens over here. If instead. If instead you look at a, a coaching approach, you're looking at maybe $5,000 across both parties to have a solution that doesn't just look like an agreement that you have to check whether or not you're going to contravene it. It's it's something that feels good and solid because the two of you have decided upon it together, resourced by a team. And in that context, then you have a coach, someone like myself, who's a developmental specialist. So um, someone who can actually say, this is in your circumstance with the ages and needs of your children and the way that the two of you live your lives, these are some ways that might work to really foster resilience and flexibility in your kids. Lawyers don't have that training. The magistrate, it's not their job to know that stuff. They, they can just tell you from a legal precedent point of view, and that's not the support that families need. Mm -hmm. So I would say stay well well away from the court process it is not a friend to families it it was never fit for purpose gotcha I see so if someone is wanting to seek out your services how would they find you and then do you service people also in the United States or just only in Australia no we are able to uh, support okay. people in the United States yes we are able to work internationally uh, so I can be found at coparentingcompanion.au or on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn on at coparentingcompanion. And we have a bunch of free resources on our website. We've got uh, details on our, uh, our our starting place, which, which is our co-parenting reset. And that's what steps people through those four foundational pillars and that that's provided both um, in a self-paced content as well as live coaching calls. And the thing that I love about that is we get to do group coaching calls so we can bring co-parents together. Okay. And I love that because there is so much, there's far more in common between co-parents than what is different. And being able to mm -hmm. see, see each other and hear each other's stories is 
is I mean it's amazing it's the stuff that gives me goosebumps when I'm, I'm working in that space and for those who would like to continue support we have a membership to just share that cognitive and emotional load as people step through um, those next few steps so there's a, a wealth of ways that we love to support families and um, I, I would love to, I'd love to be able to chat with people about what we do Okay. And just curious as well, when do you have those sessions for us with your co-parenting? Who comes to that? What does that look like? Who's all normally there at the session? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a really good question. So uh, <laughs> so we never have two co-parents from the same family. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, and absolutely, because uh, whilst I would love for them to, to find spaces where they can go to um, ball games and ballet concerts together, I don't want them doing their self-healing and reflecting on who they want to be and how they want to, what they want to stand for in front of their co-parent. I don't want them in fight flight. Okay. <laughs> like our coaching calls. We want that to be a context of of safety. So yes, we do we do check uh, who we have in each group to make sure that uh, we always have people in an entirely separate group so that though that they don't intermingle with each other at all in that space. I see. Okay. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe you are. Are you also an author as well? Uh, I've I've written blogs and articles, but not a book. Not a book. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> All righty. Well, thank you so much uh, for your time here thank and the information you. that you have shared with us, Miss <laughs> Tiffany. Thank is you. It any, so is it anything else you would like to leave us with as you close? Uh, I. I just am so grateful for this time to be able to talk with you all about something that matters so much um, on my heart. And um, no, I, I think you've given me a lot of time to say all the things that I, I want to share about. So thank you. Thank you for that space. It's been really lovely to spend this time with you. I do. Thanks. All right, Miss Jamie. Well, until next time. There is strength in sisterhood. And support in sisterhood. Bye. Bye.